Welcome to the First Pres podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you would like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Pres at www.first-pres.org. Amen. Beautiful job, ringers. Thank you so much. And uh, we just missed that last pick because we all were so excited. <laughs> but that was, that was so good. Friends, would you open your Bibles? Jesus shines brighter this morning. Amen. Amen. Would you open your Bibles or find the Bible in front of you or navigate in your Bible? Let's get to Isaiah 60 together. We're going to look at verse 1, and then we're going to jump right on down to verses 18 to 20. But I'd encourage you to skim the rest during the boring parts of the sermon. <laughs> And as we turn to Isaiah 60 together, let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. It speaks to us. We thank you for your light. It shines on us. And we pray, Lord, that you would send your Holy Spirit to illumine our minds, that we might receive your living word, your hope, your grace, your love, to the glory of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 60, verse 1, and verses 18 to 20. Hear the word of the Lord. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Thanks be to God for his holy word. Well, there are a few things that the McConnell household always seems to run out of. At least if you're judging by what shows up in our stockings on Christmas morning. A few things that apparently we are always running out of. And uh, and the team up north has figured this out in one way or another. For example, lip balm is one of them. (laughs) Chapstick shows up in in every stocking every year, without question. Scissors made it into the stockings one year, all the stockings. I guess the jolly old elf saw me running around looking for scissors a little bit too much in my house. Things like nail clippers and tweezers. Do you guys get these sorts of things every now and then? All these things, but lately it has been those little LED flashlights. I don't know how the team, uh, those little elves have figured out how to make those. It's all very mysterious. But, but I'm sure glad they did because they show up in our stockings and, and we need them. Because you know what? No matter how many flashlights come into our home, it seems like when we need one, and the power is out or something's lost in the dark, 
there are zero available. We go to the kitchen drawer and either they're not where they're supposed to be, they've walked off, or they're there, they're right where they're supposed to be, but they were left on inside the drawer. And so the batteries are out, or they are just plain gone. And so we're grateful that they show up. I'm expecting a giant pile of them to arrive in just about two weeks. We'll see. But we won't need flashlights forever. That's the amazing promise of the scripture that's in front of us this morning. The day is coming, and in some ways we can already see it. It's already breaking on us. The day is coming when the Lord will be your everlasting light. The sun will no more be your light by day. Nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again. Your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Can we say that? To, can we say together as a church, the Lord will be your everlasting light? The Lord will be your everlasting light. Now that might sound familiar to you, that passage. There's a passage that we read at memorial services often from Revelation. Revelation 21, 22 to 25 says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there. Amen. That's the amazing thing about prophecy. That's the amazing thing about the word of God. It lasts. It endures. The word that Isaiah said, Isaiah spoke an encouraging promise inspired by God and it counted when he said it right then. It was for his people at his time. But then it was also, and it is also for Jesus' time. In verse 6 that we didn't read and you haven't skimmed yet, but in verse 6 of Isaiah 60, it talks about these, these men coming on camels to bring gifts of gold and frankincense to the glory of the name of God. You see, it was, it was for Isaiah's time and it was for Jesus' time. But it is also for our time. It's for our time right now. The word that we read is to speak to us just in this moment where we need the promise of the light of God in our lives. But then it is also, it is also it is also for a future time, a time that is still coming, a time that is on the way, the end of time when all promises will be delivered. The same word, here and here and here and leading us into the future. The lights we use between now and then, the temporary lights that we use a little bit here and and misplaced there, they pass away. What is our brighter hope? It is this. God has determined to bring his light. A promise is only as good as the one making it. 
Always consider the source. If it's a salesman at 3 a.m. on TV making a promise to you, I don't know. Kids, if it's the, if it's the mall Santa Claus that has made the promise, I, I hope so. Maybe, maybe not. I wouldn't bank on it. You know, he sends those messages up north, right? Isn't that how? It's all very mysterious. If I make a promise to, to somebody, I hope that my word is good. I hope that I'll fall through with it. But to be honest, isn't, isn't there something? I, I might not make it. I might not, I might not come through on, on my own word. But listen, if God makes the promise, if God makes the promise, it is as good as done. It is only a matter of time. Hope is an expectation of a coming result. It's an expectation that a promise made will soon be fulfilled. Hope is only there to to get you from the promise to the fulfillment. That's why Romans chapter 8 says, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Once the thing that you're hoping for shows up, there's no need for hope anymore. But until it gets there, you can't be fully sure it's going to happen. You ache to see the fulfillment. You long to see the promise made good. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. There's a heart sick feeling, waiting, waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope is that waiting, longing, desiring period between the promise and the fulfillment of that promise. And you had better measure the promiser. If God makes the promise, you can rely on it. There is no such thing as empty hope in God's promises. If God makes the promise, it will come to be. And God promises to bring His light. It was promised to come by Isaiah. It came in Jesus and it is coming in the kingdom of God yet to be revealed that is on its way even now. It will be. There is no such thing as empty hope in God's promises. And if you're like me this morning, I'm ready to see a little bit more of God's light. The world feels a little bit dark. Things are shrouded and and a little bit of confusion. The clouds are a little bit heavy. It's been hard, hasn't it, over the past few weeks to watch the steady attrition of male leaders. Folks that we have trusted, that we have looked up to, that we have emulated, listened to, and and we watch day by day, there's a new list, there's someone else, you know, a new name drops. Almost every day, someone who has abused their power over women for the position that they were given. I... And I've heard in my own social media and different strands of of news that comes my way, I've heard heartbreaking stories from from young ladies that I knew as kids in my former churches who entered the workplace and had their own stories to tell. And it feels a little dark. 
If I, if I were a woman, I think I would be wondering, well, where is a safe place in this world? Is there a decent man left on the face of the earth? You start to wonder, don't you? And I hope there is. But friends, where are we basing our hope? Tracy Bianchi is a pastor and an author. She writes for Christianity Today on women's leadership issues, and she shared a story recently of driving one of her elementary-age boys home from hockey when in the car things got quiet and he kind of dropped a, a bomb on her. Out of that moment, that quiet moment, this eight- or nine-year-old boy pipes up from the back of the car, Mom, can I ask you a question? And when an eight- or nine-year-old boy says that, there's a certain kind of a lump that goes up in your throat. And she said, um, <clears throat> sure. And her boy said, Mom, Mom, how bad do you think it's going to get? Mom, he said, what do you think the world is going to be like in, in 20 years? And he said to her, he said, because, because, Mom, when I look around, it seems a little dark, and it seems like it's getting worse. And I just wonder from you, Mom, how much worse is it, is it going to get? Now, what do you want to say? What do you want, want to say to that, to that little boy? You want to say, oh, it'll turn around. Oh, things will, will get better. Oh, it'll work out. I'm sure. Let's be hopeful. But what are you basing that hope on? What is your brightest hope? There are plenty of prognosticators out there, people telling us it's getting better, people telling us it's getting worse. The, the Dow is up. The test scores are down. The murder rates are up over here, but they're down over here. Drug use is up. Marriage rates are down. Where do you look to keep the score? Sometimes to me, these cultural scorekeepers, they seem like, like a little bit like weathermen, weather meteorologists, you know. I think it might, it might get a little bit colder tomorrow or it might be warmer toward the end of the week. When we lived in, uh, in the UK, we used to watch the weather just for a laugh. <laughs> yeah, we'd turn it on, listen to them. Why was it funny? Because it'd never change. There's no, nothing's going to change. They would just say, yes, tomorrow, overcast, dreary. But then they would, they would, they would say, uh, they had something over there that we don't have. They, the meteorologist would say, oh, yes, but it may be brightening in the afternoon. <laughs> brightening. Our local weather channel, they had a, a brightening index. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a matter of the clouds blowing away. They weren't going to but maybe it'll get a little brighter one day. How do, we, how do we measure things? What are we watching? What, what needles are we watching go up and down? What direction? When we look at the world, I look at the world as a father. I get concerned for my kids. I wonder where they will go, where they will run for, for shelter, how they will walk a healthy track in their lives with all the pressures that are coming against them, with all that comes at them from glowing digital screens, with legalized marijuana in our state, with 
all the ways that people are treating uh, dating and romance and relationships, how that's all approached, it, it, doesn't, it isn't brightening. It's getting darker. And I even begin to wonder if there will be for them a sanctuary, if there will be for them a place of purity, if there will be a sanctuary of virtue anywhere for them to turn, if there will be anything at all of purity and light in their world. Friends, there will be. There will be. There is a brighter hope. God has determined there will be a place of purity in the world. God has said it. The same God, the same God who said, let there be light. Look at 2 Corinthians 4. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. If I told you I was going to ensure a place of enduring purity and light remained on the face of the earth, I wouldn't want you to believe me because you'd be a fool to believe me. I don't have the power to make that happen. But that's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is that the Holy Scriptures have said, and they are right before us, that God has determined to bring light and hope to this world. God has determined that there will be a place of safety and light in this corrupted world. God has decided of His own accord and character not to allow His creation and all the people that He made to slip inexorably towards corruption. God sent His Son, Jesus, into this world to be our Savior. In Christ there is sanctuary. In Christ there is purity and light. Entered into the world again. And that light will shine forever. In Christ we have a brighter hope. There is no brighter hope than Jesus. If you're with me, say amen. 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 Friends, God has made the promise. There is no such thing as empty hope in the promises of God. What God has promised, He will accomplish. Out of darkness, a light will shine. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And as we read together this morning, no longer will violence be heard. Listen to this. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls, what? Salvation. Salvation. And your gates, praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Friends, Since God has promised light, light there will be. Since God has promised an enduring sanctuary, an enduring sanctuary 
there will be. Since God has promised. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it as a safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, they run and they are safe. God has brought in Jesus, in the name of Jesus, a place to run, a place of enduring purity, a light. And this light will never be put out. This light will never be snuffed out. It will never be captured or overcome by any power of darkness. This light will burn and it will shine. The kingdom of God is like a seed planted and it will continue to grow. It will continue to grow until it comes into fullness. You can run to the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. Our hope is different than the hope of the prognosticators and the forecasters. Our hope is in the name of of the Lord our God. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Listen, if I tell you there's an enduring light, if I tell you the light I can promise is intermittent, it's, it's temporary, it's unreliable. Coming from me, it's about as good as me saying, yeah, I think you can find a flashlight in the junk drawer in the kitchen. You can go look. There might be one. It might have batteries. But if God determines there will be light, then there will be light, and the darkness cannot overcome it. There is no such thing as empty hope in the promises of God. No matter how deep the darkness, no matter how corrosive the corruption, this will endure. In... um, the field of developmental psychology, they talk about something called object permanence. Have you ever heard of this? This is when an infant comes to the point of realizing that something still exists even when that thing is outside of their field of view. You see, an infant in the beginning, they, they only know something's there when they see it and they feel it and they're interacting with it. But at some point, they develop the knowledge that that thing still exists somewhere else. And so now they start to cry for it or they try to go look for it. They, they believe that it's still out there even though they can't see it. Where'd that binky go? <laughs> I need that thing. Where is that thing? Object permanence. Around this time of year, the Druids would gather and begin performing rites and sacrifices to try to bring back the sun. Where is that thing? I don't see it. Maybe it's gone. The love of God is not like that. The light of God is not like that. It has object permanence. Our hope is different. It's a brighter hope. Even if you can't see it for a minute, even if you can't feel it through a night or a dark season, we know a rising sun that never sets. There will be a place in Jesus. There will be a sanctuary in Jesus. There will be an enduring hope in the name of Jesus, a place of refuge, of love, of purity, of goodness, 
of purity and goodness restored and healed a place of light. In this time of year, many people are looking for things. They're going all over looking for all kinds of things and, and many are looking for a place where goodness endures, for a place where light vanquishes darkness, but day by day they're met by waves of, of bad news. Imagine, imagine for a second if God sent emissaries to our city to reveal the good news that the light of Christ endures. Imagine for a second if God sent a hundred messengers to our city who were able to go out to all these places where everyone is searching for so many different things and go to all these places and say, yes, it's true. I know a place. I know a light that endures. I know that that there's a promise that's being kept. I know a tower of refuge and strength. I know where you can exit the darkness in your life and enter a new light. I know where there is one pure thing, where there is one trustworthy man, where there is a, a defender, a protector, a redeemer, a savior. I know a place, a place that endures in Jesus. Friends, do you hear me now? For the next two weeks, you are that emissary. There's a hope that endures, and it's found in Jesus. And I finish with this thought. Verse 18, look at it together. You will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Oh, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run to it, and they're safe. And the walls, the walls, they're called salvation. In the presence of your Savior, there is safety, there is refuge. There is a place of purity and light, and it endures. In the presence of Jesus, your Savior, there is salvation. And the gates, you see, you can enter because the gates They're called what? Praise. And any can enter, any can come, any can walk through. You come with praise on your lips. The gates are called praise. Verse 11 says, Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut, day or night. Any who wish to come, they come with praise on their lips. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God on high. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory and praise and all adoration to the one who keeps his promises, to the one who establishes peace, to the one who saves his children, the one whose light never fades. Enter through the gates of praise and know the peace within the walls of salvation. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. There is no brighter hope than Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, without your promise, without your act, without your determination by your good and loving character, we, even we, your children, would stand to wonder and to doubt if the light will endure. 
we would be tempted to think in the wind and in the waves that the light of Christ may be snuffed out. But Lord, there's no such thing as empty hope in your promises. What you have said and determined will surely come. The light of Christ will shine and it shines brighter. It shines brighter than any light that we can find in heaven and earth. Lord, turn our eyes to your light and help us, Lord, to share with others the good news of hope, the brightest hope found in Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.first-prez.org.